are not imagining things. It is Tuesday, and you are getting a Making the Call episode. We have so much to talk about this week that we are actually giving you two podcasts this week. To start off, it is going to be myself, Rosie, and Trent, and we are going to be recapping the super exciting conference championship matchups that we saw on Sunday, the uh, Bengals beating the Chiefs to go to their to go to the Super Bowl and then the Rams and Matt Stafford taking on a 49ers to represent the NFC and to be hosting a Super Bowl. So we talk about those two matchups. We give a brief overview, a brief take on the Super Bowl matchup. Um, and then on the second half of the podcast, myself and Trent stick around and give you kind of a college basketball primer because we are at that time in the calendar year. Now that it's turned to February, these college basketball games are really starting to matter as we get closer to March Madness. So we have all that in store for this for the um, first podcast this week. It's a really, really fun one. A lot of really good, uh, fun, exciting discussion. Um, and we were live on Twitch, which makes it even uh, more exciting. So we have all that coming up right after this. All right. We just have way too much to talk about in terms of sports this week. So we are blessing you with two podcasts uh, to start off the week. It's myself, Trent, and Rosie. And we are going to be recapping the conference championship matchups that we just saw yesterday. Um, guys, let's start off with the first game, which was the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Oh my goodness, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I did not expect this even a week ago. What, what was y'all's just feelings about this game? Come on, Andrew, sound a little bit more excited, please. <laughs> oh my goodness, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. it just... Go ahead. It's super exciting. I, I don't remember being this excited for a Super Bowl in a long time. Why, you ask? Andrew, ask me why. Why? It's because I am not cheering for either team to lose. I will be okay with the result of the Super Bowl because, A, I love Matthew Stafford. I really want him to have a Super Bowl. So maybe I am leaning a little bit to the Rams. But also, the story of the Bengals is just so good. Uh, Andrew, you had a funny text today about uh, the King Harambe had to die. So the prince I was promised Joe Burrow could win. <laughs> I thought yeah, I, I, I laughed. I laughed out loud to that text. Um, and it's, it's, Joe Burrow, it's prince true. I was promised Joe Burrow is the prince that was promised for Cincinnati. So um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a fun game. I, I mean, I'm going to enjoy watching it and I'm not going to put any money on any of it. So I can just sit and watch a football game. Not even, not even prop bets. Yeah, don't quote me on that. But <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we'll, we'll, we'll throw some uh, squad monopoly money at it, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> it's not real; it's just for fun. <laughs> yeah, you get more. <laughs> yeah, Rosie, what was uh, what was your thoughts after this game? I am very happy for my Lake Erie Bros, and up in Cincinnati. Good for them. They've they've earned this. And I think despite all their coaching flaws, that Joe Burrow is just a freaking stud. And I'm happy for him. And then, of course, I'm happy for Stafford, even if that costs the Lions uh, a higher draft pick. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Matt Stafford and the Rams and stuff in a little bit. But, I mean, holy crap, the Bengals. I just I, – I'm, I'm – trying to decide if we want to start with Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense and just the way that they were able to come back from 21 to three, or do we want to start with the Bengals defense holding the, 
Chiefs offense to three points in the entire second half. I mean, it just, it was such a correction where it felt like the entire first half, the Chiefs offense was rolling and they were scoring at will. And then at halftime, they made adjustments and all of a sudden the Chiefs offense couldn't do anything. Um, to me, I, I feel like that's almost the most impressive part of this game other than, you know, rookie kicker uh, McPherson just being just ice cold throughout this entire postseason. Um, the Bengals defense, I think, deserves so much credit in this game for how they were able to stifle the Chiefs offense um, in that entire second half and into overtime getting an in, in uh, interception on the opening drive of overtime. Um, I saw a stat about the about the Bengals defense that in the second half, so basically what they did when they switched it up is they just said, okay, we're only going to rush three. We're going to drop eight into coverage and we're going to cover everyone as much as possible and not just let people get open easily. And so the Bengals dropped eight in coverage 45% of the time or no. Yeah. 45% of the time in the second half. So almost half the time they dropped eight in coverage and did, did they I, have a spy I, too, right? They had a spy yeah, on Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And so they they were limiting Mahomes just tucking and running um, after the pressure comes across the edge. But they were also, I mean, you saw it multiple times in the second half where Mahomes was having covered sacks, where he wasn't getting sacked because of a guy just busting through the offensive line. It was he was having a scramble and there was no one open and then he ended up getting sacked. Um, the This surprised me a lot because I thought the Bengals defense was was good all season. I thought they were, you know, like, above league average, but I didn't think that they were capable of doing what they did in that second half against the chiefs. What was y'all's thoughts on just this Bengals defense and how they were able to just basically stop Kansas city after halftime? I think if you told people at the beginning of the season that the Bengals would have a top 10 defense, they would have laughed at your face. And that's aside from all the, like getting to the Super Bowl and stuff. Like no one thought that this Bengals defense was going to turn around. They let a couple players go, and they really like banked on Trey Hendrickson to come in and change things for them. And he took a incredible step forward after his time with the Saints. Um, but we thought that he was injured this game, right? Like that's what we talked yeah. about last week. So, but no, he's he was fine. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it was... I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the the difference between last game with the Bills in this game was the Bills covered just as well as the Bengals did. They had Tyreek and Kelsey shut down for most of the game. The The problem was they couldn't get to Mahomes and sack him. They couldn't, mm-hmm. like, touch him. And there were a couple times during the first half of the Bengals game that Mahomes would slip free. But in the second half, they completely shut that down and got a couple sacks off of it. I think Mahomes had uh, a nine-second time to throw, Jeez, which is absolutely oh insane. <laughs> I can get a lot done in nine seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so that, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, like, like I said, props to the Bengals defense because what they were able to do, um, it was just nothing short of impressive. And I think also, I don't know. I think we also well, need to put. Go ahead. Didn't 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 Kansas City score a touchdown on their first three drives of the game? Like, wasn't it just like it started out? They just 
like I think they Bengals, scored on their first four drives. Okay, well the Bengals just couldn't stop them, and so I, I I admit at that point I was like, well, I mean, at least we had good football games last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I lied. You but were like right. this, they scored first three drives, it was all touchdowns. You're right. Okay, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so and, and Roma then, was like, yeah, it's over, and then like kind of winks at the camera. <laughs> Yeah, but that that, that's that's what's so great about football is there's two halves, and so uh-huh. the second half comes around, and it was the second half was a completely different game than the first half, because I, I mean the Bengals I I I'm gonna be honest I wasn't expecting that from them I, like once I saw I I think I think they were up twenty one three might have been twenty twenty one no it was twenty one three and then they got a touchdown mm-hmm. at the end of the half to go to up twenty one ten, but. Man, that was that was a fun game. Yeah. Why did Mahomes look like poop in the second half? Because he's Jameis Winston with a handband. A headband? No, it's because yeah. no one was open. There was no, he he was missing throws though. There Jameis was one Winston to, with a headband. Uh, um, the hottest take of the year, right there, holds true. He he missed one to Tyreek. He missed one to um, who's their other speed receiver? I can't remember. Uh, McCoy Hardman Robinson. Yeah, Hardman. Or okay. Her, or McCringleberry or Kringle. He was he was not throwing the ball well. Pringle behind guys. McCringleberry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? No. What's his name? Pringle. Pringle. Byron Pringle. Okay. McCringleberry yeah. was uh, my friend. <laughs> my friend Jack's uh, FIFA name for a while. Hmm. Uh, cool. Shout story. out Jack, listener of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the full story behind it. But anyway, it wasn't well. just because of coverage, though. He was missing throws. He did not look like himself. And then in overtime, too, he he had like three balls that could have yeah, gotten, gotten turnover. Turn that over that it. overtime drive by them was it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, he was forcing. I think it was to Pringle. Um, let's see. Yeah. So he no, it was to um, Robinson, the other speedy no name receiver that they have. It was two straight throws to start off that drive in overtime that he forced to him and covered tight coverage and it was incomplete and then threw a deep ball to Tyree Kill on third and ten and that was what was picked off. Um, but yeah, I. Anyways, yeah, Mahomes, the Chiefs' offense. It just I don't know what it, I don't I don't know other than the Bengals completely changing the way they ran their defense. You're right, Mahomes looked very different in the second half. It was, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that while we can give praise to the Bengals' defense, I think we do need to criticize the, the Chiefs' offense because they had two crucial drives inside the 10-yard line, and they walked away with three points out of those two drives. The first one was at the end of the first half. They had first and goal on the five-yard line. That was bad. And with five seconds left... They throw a bubble pass to Tyreek Hill and he gets tackled uncovered, uncovered <laughs> and he gets tackled short of the goal line. Time runs Inbounds. out and it's half time. I just, yeah. that's like the and one, you know, that's play. on Mahomes too. Like throw the ball away, man. Like, yeah, Tyreek is shifting, but, but that, he's not going to beat play, two guys. That play looked like that was designed. Like that was the play call. I mean, the blame, part of the blame goes on Mahomes, but I think part of it needs to go on the enemy as well. If that was what they called because, Short of running the ball up the middle, that's like the worst play that like that you could run in that situation. Yeah. I don't. Well, was, maybe, uh, maybe that was their thinking is like they were they're not expecting this, but 
yeah, but that I was think, that was. I think that one was worse than the one at the end of the game. Yeah, I I think it kind of because I mean you see it with the Chiefs when when their offense is clicking, they can do all of these cute stuff and shovel passes and everything, and it's oh my gosh, look what the Chiefs are doing. But whenever it doesn't work, then it's like okay, you're just getting cute for for no reason, and it's it's biting you in the butt. Um, and that's what happened at the end of the first half. And then in, at the end of the game, like you just mentioned, Trent, they were at first, first and goal on the five yard line. And they had, I think it was a minute and a half left in the game. And their placing wins at that point was first, first and goal. They did, uh, Jarek McKinnon running up, run him up the middle for one yard. And then second and goal, Patrick Mahomes gets sacked for five yards. So now it's third and goal from like the nine yard line and Patrick Holmes runs around. Everyone's covered. Doesn't get anyone open. He can't scramble. He gets sacked for 15 yards. So now they're not even, you know, and almost fumbles. And No, he does fumble. And then oh, it was, is it, it's a recorded it, fumble. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. He fumbled and it was recovered Minus by his point. <laughs> um, it, it was a fumble recovered by his own lineman. And then they had to kick a field goal. So the fact that they had, two plays, you know, at the end of each half where they were first and goal at the five and they walked away with three points. I just, that's, those are, those are the plays that lose the game, you know, when you look back on it. Yeah. I, I do want to give a quick shout out to Jarek McKinnon, the ex Viking, that man, he's, he's a really good running back. He got super unlucky in San Francisco, got riddled with injuries He's better than CEH, that's for sure. Yeah, and then he is <laughs> like in the playoffs, especially. He finally looked like he found a role on a team that's actually like really good. I mean, AFC Championship. What is it? Three, four years in a row for the Chiefs. Four host. Yeah. Or have they hosted all four years too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like that's. I don't. I don't even know. I'm sure Tom Brady probably did that, but I don't know. It might not. Like I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But host, yeah. hosting four AFC Championship games in a row—that's yeah. that's a feat in itself. Enough since, to call it a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah I since would. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter, every single AFC Championship game has been in Kansas City. Yeah, he's, that that that's insane to me. Yeah, like they're spoiled up there in Missouri. But I, I hope they resign McKinnon. I do too, because I, I, I mean, like you said, he's, I think he's better than Edwards, Clyde, than Clyde. Yeah. Um, And he, like when he was in Minnesota, Dalvin cook got hurt and he was phenomenal. Like, like one of the best pass catching backs in the league. And I feel like that's like a super important tool in the chiefs offense to have. Now, whether or not the chiefs OC is there next year, that's another thing that remains to be seen. I know the Vikings are interested in him, but. I well, we're gonna we're gonna talk stuff. about the Vikings and their uh, head coach search here in a little bit. Um, okay, I'm I'm looking I forward to that conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. Props to the Bengals defense. I don't know what was going on with the Chiefs offense. Um, I I mentioned this previously, but we need to shout out Evan McPherson, kicker for the Bengals. They drafted fifth him in the fifth pick. round. Yeah, and I just I love it every time he does something really cool, like he makes like a clutch field goal. The Bengals Twitter account tweets out in all caps, and that's why you draft a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> no, I mean he's a rookie, and he's a he's a perfect twelve for twelve on field that goals was, in the postseason. 
That was my my greatest prop bet of the week. Was it was uh, McPherson plus seven and a half points, or no, McPherson seven and a half points o- over seven and a half points is what he needed, and he got. Oh, it. It okay. Great. Yeah, I, what, what I, did I he end up I, with? I don't uh, know, but it was more than seven and a half. Yeah, I think well, he had three field so. goals, so there's nine, and then a touchdown ten. No, I think he had he had two field goals and three extra points, so I think he ended up with what eight. Because yeah, they because they scored twenty seven, so I know I got money deposited into my account. So so hey, right over hey, yeah, that that's what matters. But yeah, yeah I so mean, props Sunday Sunday morning every morning at nine a.m. or it might be nine. I don't know. ESPN runs a like a uh, the daily wager account or something like that, and so I just turned that on, and they were all saying McPherson, 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 McPherson. And I've never seen a show dedicated to a kicker like that. So yeah, I thought I thought maybe I'll hop on this train, and it worked. It was <laughs> nice. Thank you, ESPN, yeah. worldwide leader in sports. Also, shout out to this game because a coin flip did not decide overtime, so that was I exciting. Call it, I call that fate. So I, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have to go through another week of that conversation. I, I just talk about the Bengals and the and the Rams. Yeah. Well, we're going to have thing. that discussion. I Here. still feel robbed that I didn't get to watch Josh Allen in the overtime. All right. Oh, turn. yeah. Where I agree. Your... <laughs> people, people should not be emotionally reacting over a coin flip. That's the thing. Because when yeah, uh, I agree. the Chiefs got it, Mahomes was like, "Yeah." Let's yeah. go. And bro was he like, oh, his, no. He threw off his parka like it was like he was taking off his cape like he was yeah. Batman or something. Like, all right, let's go to work. No caps. <laughs> but yeah, they come on. <laughs> it's a coin flip. It shouldn't yeah. decide a game like that. And it didn't. So that's good. Well, I know previously before before this game, I believe the team that since they've since they've made the overtime rules, what they are in the playoffs whenever they have overtime, the team who loses a coin flip was one and eight in those games. And now they're two and eight. So I don't, okay. So I don't mind having the coin flip in the regular season, but you got to do like a 10 minute quarter or something in over in post. Yeah. 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 You have to. And and maybe wait, maybe um, like the NHL, maybe they change it, but yeah, the, the NHL does three on three in regular season, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. But then once it comes to the postseason, they just do 20-minute periods. until like They you just, just go until someone scores. Yeah. No shootouts, so, no nothing. No shootouts, no nothing. Well, this isn't a hockey podcast, but don't get me started <laughs> on, the, on the shootout. Um, but let's just continue. But if yeah. you guys want to know what I think about the shootout, you can send me a text and, or a DM <laughs> or something, and I'll let you know. Put your number on here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, too, I'm already too famous. My dog is TikTok famous, but... I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Mowgli. Yeah. Um, all right. Y'all got anything, any final thoughts on this game before we get on to the other one? Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Dude, he, (laughs) okay. He just showed up like his outfit he was wearing. He's so cool, man. He's a baller. He's, he's a baller. I don't know if he's cool, but he's a baller. And he just looked like he was about to throw 500 yards and seven touchdowns when he showed up to the game. But, dude, um, I saw, I saw a tweet from one of the reporters who was at that game and, and it said that after the like when they were on the locker room celebrating, she said that cigar smoke was just pouring out of the Bengals locker room. Like, <laughs> like we it was sure a it was cigars? cigars? Yeah. I hope it was cigars. <laughs> yeah. NFL but, test for that stuff these days or no? 
For cigars? Mm-hmm. No. For it, weed. It, CBD or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, Joe Burrow is just, I don't know. You can take, so like skill set aside, which I have a question about this um, in a second, but just from like the, like the, the full package of a quarterback, is there a quarterback that you would want to have on your team ahead of Joe Burrow when you just take into account everything? Because I just, I don't know, his personality, his, the way that everyone just like everyone on the team just fights for him. I just, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the league right now that I would want like on my team above him. Over, over Joe Burrow. I mean, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay. Um, but I mean, if you, if you take out Patty Mahomes' brother, I, I, I really do like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a great guy. I do he's too. Just in a, He's in a pretty unfortunate situation with the, with the I don't even know what to call it, like the TikTok or something with yeah. his with his brother. Like I I I don't know. I like. Patrick I agree. Mahomes. I think I think he's, he's incredibly likable. Yeah. If you take his personal life out of the picture, I think I'd have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I mean, Joe Burrow. I would I would maybe include. A, I think I'd have to include Josh Allen in that too because I I can't think yeah, of a bad thing about him. I I think I think the top like. The three quarterbacks in the league, the three quarterbacks in the league that I'd want to have on my team right now, probably Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Like, if you told me I could have any of those three for the next five years, I'd be all, I'd be all for it. Yeah, that's a I solid agree. list. Yeah, Rosie, you'd probably go with uh, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> He's top ten for sure. I got him on the deck. I want to be. I want to be clear. My number four is Kirk Cousins. Are you sure I you want to do that, <laughs> man? I love Kirk Cousins. He's such a great dude. Like, just like off field, like the off field stuff. I'd take Kirk Cousins. He he took as much money from the Vikings as he could, and I think that that I don't blame him. I mean, do you team. blame him? He was yeah. like his... as a Vikings fan. I would. No, he's been fine. Like it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He came to a run-heavy offense and super conservative. Like I'll be interested to see what happens. Like I don't know who they're gonna hire for the next head coach, but I think if if someone were to come in and just like cut him loose, I'm not even knows? talking about his talent though. I'm I'm talking about how much money he is owed has ruined that team because they can't sign anyone else because he has forty million dollars against the cap. Well, I don't think you can blame. I don't or think can, a team that runs. Yeah, so I mean, you, that situation is not as bad as you think it is. I mean, it's not great. He's not wrong. They can't, they but can't I sign mean, players that they need to, though. Well, they don't. That's the thing is, like, they shouldn't need to sign players. Like, I don't think if you're if you're an NFL team, I don't think you need to sign players to be better. I think you have to draft well, and I I, I think that that comes with like the GM and the coach. And the problem with the Vikings is they're. I I don't know, like off the top of my head, what what the what the percentage is out. But outside of Justin Jefferson, I think like their last every first round pick since Zimmer was there has been a defensive player. And they had uh, Darius on the first, right? No, you, you're you're forgetting about Laquan Treadwell. Oh uh, well, <laughs> dude's a stud. I think Best we want her in Jacksonville right now. I was gonna say he he came on in Jacksonville. He might he might actually yet become something. 
I but mean, it's the return maybe, of the maybe, Zay like, Jones and Laquan Treadwell. Like he can only yeah, play well Cordell in like Patterson. the Southeast Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson was a Viking draft pick way back when too. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I I think the Vikings have had a problem with developing defensive talent. I mean, they they've drafted, and it doesn't help that some of them get all involved in the domestic violence area. But that's I don't know enough details on that to speak on it. I just know that. I think their last two cornerbacks that they drafted, Jeff Gladney and I don't know, the other guy escapes my memory right now, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think that Kirk Cousins is the problem for the Vikings is where this came along. And now that we're done chasing that rabbit, we can. <laughs> okay. Well, we can let's move put on. It in soup. Let's, let's move on to a former NFC North quarterback. Uh, Matt Stafford and the Rams are headed to the Super Bowl. They so well uh, hold on real quick before we get to this. I, I haven't set our picks from last week for um the Bengals and Chiefs. So when we made our predictions last week, uh let's see. We all took the Chiefs to win. Um, but Alex took the Chiefs to win and cover. The other three of us took the Bengals to cover. So we were at least Bengals. right there, but we all picked the Chiefs to win. Um myself My heart was right though. My heart chose the Bengals. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What I, I think I remember saying my heart wants the Bengals to win, but I think you the did. Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, I believe the way you said it, you're like, I really want the Bengals to win this. So you're <laughs> yeah. So I'll take half uh, credit for that. Uh, myself, Alex, and Trent took over fifty four and a half. Rosie took under fifty four and a half, and the game ended up at fifty one. So it was under. Um, so that's <laughs> Drew just wiped Rosie, his brow sweat for those that don't know. <laughs> You you can only see that if you uh if you watch us live on Twitch, um, but yeah, so that I know, Rosie, I know how much you love over under, so I oh know. yeah, I'm so good at them too. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to the NFC Championship, Rosie, your boy did it, Matt Stafford, going to the Super Bowl. I just the floor is yours. How are you feeling right now? You know, I I listened to his interview after the game and. I was kind of hoping just, you know, like a little part of me, a little selfish part was like, shout out the Lions fans a little bit, you know, because we're all sticking with you. We all love you, Stafford. <laughs> and, you know, you can never get it done here. But, you know, think about where you came from. But no, he's he's way too happy where he is right now. Like he's like hugging OBJ and like and clapping Von Miller on the butt. Like he's having a good time. <laughs> and his best friend Sean McVay is there, and they like go to Mexico together. I'm, I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah, well, they were in um, they were in Mexico when the trade went down. Yep, y'all, y'all that wasn't that planned story? though. Yeah, I, I think I, that wasn't planned though. It's just coincidence, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah they found happened. each other, and they were like, "Hey, let's you'll swap let's up. love at first sight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. No, I, as a Go as a, as I'm a Viking fan, but it it makes me really happy to see Matthew Stafford succeed like he is this year. Like yeah. I mean, he was he was, I think, besides maybe Tony Romo, no, he's better than Tony Romo. I he was the most underrated quarterback in the league for a long time, and he had Calvin Johnson, and that's mm-hmm. about it. He didn't have anybody else. And well. Well, I mean, you know more than I do, Drew, because you're a Lions fan. But from an outsider looking in, it was like once Calvin Johnson left, yeah, it doesn't look like it didn't look like the the 
lions tried anything to help him out, which yeah. made me kind of sad. So like, and he's like a good guy. He's, I, I feel like I don't know his person. Like, I feel like knowing, not knowing his personal life is a good thing. Well, he's not on social media. Like, yeah. He doesn't and do that's, any of that that's stuff. awesome. I ton of respect for that guy because of that. And so seeing him just like the world knows that he's a good quarterback now, even though he throws interception every game, but you know, so did Peyton Manning. Um, well, the so one I, he had in this game wasn't his fault. Tipped pass. It just, it happens. He should have had another one too, but I mean, that's. Yeah. That's the stick. one at the end of the game with the Niners didn't get, that one was. Oh my was gosh. Yeah. That would, that probably would have changed this game. That well, was I mean, a game changing interception. Yeah, but that's how was, you live the time, and die. There was like by what Stafford. nine minutes left in the game. Yeah, when, and you could argue because like the next, the next, the next possession, um, Jimmy G threw a guy off, threw threw a ball off a, uh, I think it was Apple. What's his first name? I don't remember. I just, uh, I think Eli Apple. Yeah, I think Eli Apple. That's not he's on the Bengals. No, you're right. You're right. I don't remember who, but it was a corner. It was uh, the very next Ramsey? possession. It might have been. I don't know, but uh, it just threw threw one right off his his uh shoulder pads hit him right in the chest and yeah that that could have i mean in my mind my non-biased mind that even everything out so the game ended how it should which i i admittedly last week i said that the rams were going to blow out the 49ers which did not happen but <laughs> it yeah, depends so on what you call a blow cuz cuz a, a three point win in hockey is a blowout <laughs> well so there you go your, your quote was your quote was 42 to 2 <laughs> yeah I, I was i was i was i was wrong on that one but I, yeah I mean, it so it seemed well, like a good game me, i was I playing hockey so i didn't get to watch the whole game but it, it seemed like it was a pretty back and forth game the whole time let me describe stafford's journey here really i don't quick. think you Just need a quick to recap suck 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 super bowl no, because people are saying that like <laughs> he was never that good of a quarterback because he actually did have a lot of weapons. He had Calvin Johnson, he had Golden Tate, he had Galladay, Marvin okay. Jones. I think, and so like he had the weapons to throw to. Galladay but... is just like a fancy Travis Fulgham. I think this is that's, <laughs> that's exactly so that's exactly what I was thinking of. I think Matthew Stafford made those guys because they they all left the Lions and didn't really do anything. But I think he, I think Calvin Johnson was the only legit receiver. Like he was legit. Like he, yeah. I, I would argue he was the best receiver of all time. But he, just, I agree. He, he Golden just kinda, Tate was good too, though. Y- y'all don't yeah. know. Like he was the he best was. after the catch receiver in the league for a while. I don't know. Um, I kind, I kind of think Matthew Stafford made him. But, but he, he never had a thousand yard rusher in his career. I don't think he had one top twenty defense. And they made it to the playoffs that year and lost to the Cowboys. Did, Did he ever have a good offensive line when he was in Detroit? Never had a good offensive yards? line. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter Who? when you don't have a good offensive like line. Like Garrett Blunt, didn't he oh, get no. a thousand yards? He didn't? <laughs> no, he wasn't okay. even close. I didn't even know he was a lion, to be honest with you. Or maybe he got, he got paid by the Lions after his Super Bowl run with the Patriots. Oh, did he come over with Patricia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. He never had a game since Reggie Bush where a running back went for over 100 yards rushing, which yeah, is insane for how long he was there. That's bad. And so, yes, he throws interceptions. He's always going to do that. He's going to make some stupid plays. But when you watch Stafford, 
and as long as I have, you trust him to make any throw. It doesn't matter if it's like third and 20. You're not sweating at all. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's like fourth yeah. and 15. He's going to make the throw. I, I think he is the best quarterback in the league at doing that because his arm can just place it anywhere. And so, like, on that final drive against Tampa Bay, he did that. And, yeah, it was Cup getting open, but Stafford. Oh, we're going to talk about Cooper Cup. Yeah. Ooh, what a guy. Stafford hey, throws guys in stride. And, honestly, like, this game shouldn't have been as close as it was. I sort of agree with you. The Rams I, felt it felt I, like the Rams dominated. Yeah, I was not very impressed with the 49ers at all. Like the entire game, I was just like, man, they're winning, but they're not going to win that like that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I kind of want to feel bad for the Detroit fans, but at the same time, I don't because their hockey team made the playoffs 25 years in a row. So that's like the longest streak ever. I know you guys don't know anything about that, but they're like the Spurs of hockey. Oh, yeah, but they're they're not very i mean they're pretty good this year but like they've been on a few bad years but they made the playoffs like 25 years in a row including like three stanley cups or something like that so hmm. you guys have had your By the time way, i so i looked it up um matthew stafford had one season with a thousand yard rusher and it was reggie bush in 2013 and he just got it he rushed for 1006 yards wow so he got yeah, it that, no, that's what it was <laughs> sorry i lied no, no, no. Well, I was just curious. So I looked it up. But. Was was Calvin Johnson there? Because I, if I, Drew, you may, or Rosie, you may correct me if I'm wrong because I don't watch as much lines as you. But when Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford were there, I feel like I Matthew Stafford was throwing like 50 times a game. Uh, yeah. So I don't early, think they, I don't think they had career, like a. Yeah, I don't think they had like a like a big running game like. Like the Once Vikings, they changed to Caldwell as a head coach, they really toned it back on the on the passing. Yeah. Okay. Calvin Johnson in uh, 2012 almost had 2,000 receiving yards, which is insane. I he had 1,964 that... receiving yards. I remember being just ticked off that he retired because he was such a talent, and he only I... had five touchdowns, 2,000 receiving yards. He had five touchdowns. That's crazy too. Yeah, that means he got tackled at the one a lot. Oh, he um, did. Yeah, oh, he did. But um, <laughs> Rosie no, said, I, "Let me tell you." Oh yeah, I like. Now if, here's if some, a guy. Clock it. Clock it. If someone comes up to me and tells me, "Hey, Calvin Johnson is the best wide receiver in the world ever," I'm like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." There's no. I don't think there's an argument. I mean, you can. Stats, you, stats tell a different story, but like... Well, the only reason stats tell a different story is because Calvin Johnson was smart and said, hey, football's kind of ruining my brain. I'm getting a lot of concussions. I need to step away and like take care of myself first. Yeah. Like, that didn't exist in the 90s when Jerry Rice and Michael yeah. Irvin were or doing what they were I think doing. in the same era, I think the only other candidate you could talk about would be Randy Moss. If you're trying yeah, to find someone from yeah. like a similar era, Randy yeah. Moss was good. I, I I feel like he's not close though. I think Calvin Cal- Johnson just he was a whew. he had two cornerbacks lined up on him every other game, <laughs> like at the line of scrimmage. That's insane. You know, you're never gonna see that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it was was um, this Megatron? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah. That, he was in, he was fun to watch, mm-hmm. even at like. I mean, I, back when he was like in his prime, I wasn't quite a Viking. I became a Viking fan when Brett Favre got there. 
because I got tired of that being was a good cow- year. I got tired of being a uh, cowboy fan because cowboy fans drive me nuts. And so, tell me about it. I was like, wait, <laughs> I have ties to Minnesota. I can be a Viking fan if I want to. So that's that's how I became a Viking fan. But all right, so this was a uh, Lions talk. Um, so <laughs> moving on, to- you only hear this again for a while. <laughs> Hey, according to you, next year they're winning the division, so. Yeah, maybe we can talk about it later. <laughs> so, anyways, the Rams beat the 49ers. Our picks for this were I actually took the 49ers to win outright. Um, Alex, Rosie, and Trent all took the Rams. Trent took the Rams to win and cover. Um, I Alex, and Rosie, point. <laughs> Alex and Rosie took the Rams, um, but the Niners to cover three. And, actually, no, you guys, all three of y'all took the Rams to cover, but Trent specifically said a blowout. Um, so I think Rosie did too. Rosie said, I don't see how this game is close or something yeah. like that. I didn't really he said that. something like, I don't see how this game is within a touchdown or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not the only then, one here. And then over under um, you two and Alex took over 46. I took under the game ended at 37. So that's how our picks were um, last week. I wanted that's to talk. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You're right. What was the was, cover line? Uh, Rams three and, three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And they won by three. So yeah. you could argue that's a push. Andrew bought it up to four. So bought it up won. to four. Yeah. I did, did you end up winning one. that parlay? I did. Nice. Congratulations. Nice. One, of the, one of the only ones I've won, but it was, I did 49ers plus four and Bengals plus seven. And they both hit. So um, I wanted to talk real quick on this game. Um, Cooper Cup. He should absolutely be the MVP, right? Like of the league? Yeah. That's a uh, statement. No, oh, man. no, I don't think so. I, think I know he's... you're not supposed to take playoffs into consideration, but I think like I don't know, it's hard not to when you look at who's probably gonna win it, Aaron Rodgers, and what he did in the playoffs. And then you look at Cooper Cup and okay, so let me Here's let me my... tell you this stat. Okay. In this game against the 49ers. On third down alone, just on third down, Cooper Cup was targeted eight times. He had seven catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Just on third down. That's just, I mean. I think Stafford only had 17 yards on third down to anyone else or something like that. And that's the thing is like he's their best player and the other team knows he's their best player and he is still producing like this. Yeah. I'm just in awe of him. Just like Devontae and, Adams. Yeah, whole, except he, he might be better than Devontae whole, Adams right no, now. No, this is, this is what, the whole world knows that Aaron Rodgers is throwing Devontae Adams, yet he still gets open somehow. Right. Yeah. That's that's that that was I mean my, Cup did have that one horrible drop in that game. It hit him right in the hands and he could have gone for a touchdown and he yeah. like But he's but, just I, I don't mean, know, that's he's just happen. so good, man. He is he's, good. He's really good. But here's 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 my thing about the MVP is I always look at it as if someone has a sprained ankle, who or who do you not want to have a sprained ankle? Ask the quarterback. Ask the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. And I like I, like I understand like Cooper Cup has had an amazing season and he should be in the conversation for this. Absolutely. And if, I mean, he if went, we change it to like best player award. Then he yeah, would win it, absolutely. But like we, we it's we the most valuable the, player. Yeah, exactly. Which 
That's why I wish that it was we did like best quarterback award and then an MVP. Oh, because that'd be great. don't even get me started on that. Because like don't think the, so? N- well, this, the NHL has the Norris Trophy, which is the best defenseman award, and it always goes to the defenseman with the most points. <laughs> Makes no sense. Make another award for the best offensive defenseman. That's fine. With yeah. Me. But the, the Norris should go to the best defenseman. But anyways, um, yeah, I just think, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers sprains his ACL or ankle or whatever, then the Packers lose every single game he's not in. So I think that makes him the most valuable player. I think you could make the argument for Tom Brady too this year. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wish, I wish that there was an award just for quarterbacks and then an award for everyone else because – then you're not getting to highlight seasons like Cooper Cup is putting up now. And yeah. Like that's uh, yeah. that's the thing that bothers me. But yeah, I, well, I people are still talking about it though. So yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think Cooper Cup has had a phenomenal year. I think he deserves consideration for the MVP. But I also think that the MVP needs to go to someone who, if they got hurt, that team doesn't win. And I I just think if. Cooper Cup. I, don't, I mean, I don't think I don't think the Rams are in a Super Bowl without Cooper Cup. I don't know. I probably I, not. I, I feel like they could win this game without him. Yeah, I think they still oh, win a few so. playoff games without him. With Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson and Tyler. They're not Hibby. bad. They're not yeah. bad. But they're dude. But you're they, forgetting but, Ben Skoranek. But they <laughs> excel. They excel because Cooper Cup is on their team. Maybe Cooper we Cup don't is know that. All the attention. We don't know that. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if Stafford got hurt, the Rams suck. Man, I was going to say, well, we wouldn't know, like, how Jordan Love would do in, in place yeah, of Aaron Rodgers, but we do know that, so. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> no. That's why I, I I think Aaron Rodgers and the MVP, I don't, I don't know. I, football, I'd have a Tom Brady. But. Yeah, I think it's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You could even put Josh Allen in that conversation, I bet. But if if we took playoffs into account, I, I think Josh Allen should win it. <laughs> no, no, playoffs. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like he won with his defense too. Yeah, Josh Allen put that Josh, team on that, his back. Like that. That is true. Like Josh Allen's defense let him down. Joe Bur- Joe Burrow is great. He's fantastic. Yeah. Nothing against him, but Josh Allen is the team. Yeah, you take Josh Allen out of Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo is even a playoff team. No. They're terrible. They're terrible without Josh Allen. I wanted to, um, before we move on, so on on the topic of Odell Beckham, um, when he signed with the Rams and we all gave our one-word reaction to that, um, I just wanted to to play this. What was mine? I forget that. All right, here you go. Austin. Pointless. Rosie. Dumb. Trent. Why? Alex. <laughs> Meh. And my, mine got cut off, but mine was obviously in the same tone. So I, uh, I stand by mine. How? <laughs> like, why? I mean... We just saw why. They're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. But I don't think... <laughs> like, I I kind of think the Rams are still in the Super Bowl without Ono Beckham. So I don't really under... No. I don't, no. I think they are. They had Robert Woods. Yes. Robert Woods would be doing Yeah, but they don't sign at Odell Beckham if they had Robert Woods. They signed him before 
Robert Woods got hurt. He got oh, hurt the, oh, you're the right. day of. So. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. I don't know, man. I. And so, I, like, yeah, in, in the context of Robert Woods getting hurt, it's a good signing. I didn't think he was going to do anything. I thought OBJ was washed, but obviously he's not. But I don't think OBJ would be doing the same thing that he's doing right now if Robert Woods was there. I don't, and if Robert Woods was there, he'd be doing what OBJ did in this game because he's really good. If if Robert Woods was there, that game would have been a blowout. I don't know. Forty-two uh, yeah, to two. <laughs> Forty-two to three. I'll I mean, give him an extra point. You remember that one uh, deep bomb to Ben Skoranek that like no Skoranek like lost like so, it hit him in the helmet and it was going to be a touchdown. Full full disclosure here. Full disclosure. I had a hockey game at five thirty, so I I I left at, I left at like I left my house at like four, so Ooh. anything yeah so I I didn't wow. watch the second half of that game and the first half of that game, so I I only caught like the like the halfway through the third quarter on is what I saw of the Rams game, man. But hey, I that scored stinks. I scored in my hockey game, so I mean. Good job. Basically the best player in hey, the world. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you. What were the odds coming, on that? Could I bet it? I've scored in every game, so I, I it's, So it's off the board. It probably would be yeah. off the board. Too okay. Easy. It's just um, too easy playing against the fifty year olds. I yeah. So I so I wanted to to share what our thoughts were on the Odell Beckham signing at the time. Um, because I was listening back to it, and I just thought it was hysterical after the fact. We're wrong. We're wrong a lot. A lot. I And on the topic of being wrong, um, I need to eat my words on the Von Miller trade, because everyone else on the podcast is like, oh, this is great. Like Von Miller's going to shore up that defense. And I was like, I don't see it. He's past his prime, not going to be an impactful player. Um, clearly, I was very, very wrong about that. So I don't think you were necessarily – I mean, you were wrong. But you were right for like three weeks. Yeah, like you had a good. Right until the, I was right until the playoffs, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like when he came in, he like he he messed up the chemistry, and it was pretty obvious. Like the Rams struggled a little bit at the end, but once it once it clicked, then that's when you became. Wrong. I mean, that was my whole thing about like why I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl because I was saying that like this team is new. And they're gelling together, and each game they're going to get better and better and better. And yeah. so now that the Super Bowl and Von Miller is a solidified part of this team, yeah. So no, so yeah, I just needed to I needed to eat my words there because clearly that take has not aged well. Um, real quick before we wrap up the the football discussion, just quick Super Bowl. Um, we're going to talk more about it next week and get into a lot of prop bets and stuff, but well, can I say uh, one more thing? Before yeah. We move on? There is absolutely no way that Trey Lance would have been worse than Jimmy G in this game. No way. I'm right, taking Trey Lance on. every time. I, we I'm done with this conversation. This is annoying. Y'all are wrong about this. Like well, Jimmy G okay. can only, not... he can't throw the ball downfield. Trey Lance can do that. Jimmy G can't throw the ball over the middle. Trey Lance can do that. I think Jimmy like, G is better than reading an NFL defense right now than Trey Lance is. I think you're underrating that aspect the, of the game. The amount of times that Jimmy G has 
had turnover-worthy plays. In this game specifically, cost him the game. He did not play well. And so I would rather have Trey Lance have the same kind of mistakes, but then also have the ability to rush or throw the ball like 40 yards down the field, which Jimmy G is not going to do. I'm just saying Trey Lance would balance this team out a little bit more. I think they're the same quarter. Well, they're not the same quarterback, but I think they get the same results. Like maybe I think, I don't think passing game. It, like maybe. it wouldn't change this year's this I, team's yeah, destiny this yeah, year. Exactly. I don't think anything changes this year. Now next year you can throw it up, flip a coin, whatever you want to do. Um, but I, I think this year I think Jimmy G is the right decision. He played but so bad. Though. He did, but I don't like, think so. I yeah, you get you you get the rushing aspect in Trey Lance, but I don't think his passing game is quite there yet. I think he needs another spring, not spring training. That's baseball. What do you call it? Uh, um, training camp. Training yeah, camp. That. Yeah, he he needs he needs another training camp to fully understand the the system. Because um, even like when he played this year, he didn't look that great. Well, when it was he, week five. I know he looked fine. He looked. He looked like he looked what? Okay, he looked like what a rookie quarterback should look like. Yes. So he, I think he needs another. He needs another training camp. And then next I agree. Year, next but year the, he'll be fine. But I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the 49ers this year, and I, I think that uh, he hasn't necessarily earned it, but he hasn't lost it. See, that that's what I'm sense. saying though. I feel like he has lost it. We saw him in every single playoff game, and he didn't perform at all. And being like two and a half months removed from Trey Lance's start in week five, I feel like he'd improve from there. And I feel like the week five version of Trey Lance was better than Jimmy G in these, in this playoff run. I I think there's only upside here and Jimmy G showed like he can't do it. And maybe, maybe that's because of his finger injury. Remember he, I think he had surgery on his thumb, his throwing thumb or something. Maybe that's why. But still, you you put Trey Lance in in this I, situation. I I don't think you do. I don't think you put a rookie quarterback in the in the playoffs when you have a good team that can make it to the Super Bowl. Even if you know Which Jimmy is going to ruin this game. Yeah, because he I, did. He's the reason why they lost. Well, I mean, I think there was there were multiple think, reasons why they lost. I think there was more of a wild card with. Trey Lance than Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a great system quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but in the right system, he's a good quarterback. I but I don't I think, think Jimmy Garoppolo is perfectly league average. I think if you were ranking uh, yeah, all the quarterbacks, so. he would be 15 or 16. You couldn't argue that he's top 10, but I don't think you can make a case that he's bottom 10 either. Uh, I think he could. I think you could make an <laughs> argument for he's bottom 10. I think the 49ers were a great team as a team. But I don't think that they were ready for Trey Lance yet. Here's the thing, though. Like last year, they had Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. I can't say that they looked worse than Jimmy G in this playoff run. They didn't. That's Mullins was Mullins was a great quarterback when he was playing last year. And so it's his system. And so wouldn't you want it is system a system to like and at that, least that... have some like big time throws in there? You know, like. That's what I'm saying, though. Is I don't I don't know if Trey Lance was ready for those big time throws like yeah he can run and he's got he's he's got he's, a cannon yeah maybe i don't know man but see i yeah 
I, we'll I, know. I mean, this if, is, a, if, yeah, we'll, we'll never, this is, yeah, exactly. This yeah, is no, point. I'm talking, I'm just saying in hindsight, I think that we can say that Trey Lance probably would have been better. I don't think, I think I would disagree. That. Wow. I, I, I don't I think, know how you look at Jimmy G's performance and say that we couldn't have I don't think that this. Jimmy G was the number one culprit in why they lost this game. I think he contributed, but I don't think like you can look at this game and say it was only Jimmy G. Well, who is, who would you say was then? Like what? what, I, what would you I, to say me, I think it was, I think it was multiple things. I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo deserves part of the blame. I think Kyle Shanahan late in the game deciding to punt on fourth and two when he was around midfield when it was in the fourth quarter was oh a that was a horrible really really weird decision. Um, Sean McVay, I think you can blame the one, on that play too. Oh my gosh! And I think Sean you can blame the one. I don't know game. if it was a defensive. Yeah, back I did or see a, that. That was safety. Dumb. But the whatever the defensive back or safety who dropped the wide open interception with like yeah. ten minutes left in the game, I just yeah. I don't no, know. Yeah, but Jimmy think, G had he threw two balls right to uh, Jalen Ramsey that could have been yeah. caught too. So like it yeah. it goes both ways. Uh, yeah, I think it. But see, that's what I'm that saying. Aspect. I'm just like I think it's a grab bag for the 49ers of why they lost this game. I don't think this was a game where you look back and say, oh, if the Niners had anyone else at quarterback, they win that game because I think other players and other. I mean, even Kyle Shanahan led to so, them losing. Here, here's my question for you, Rosie. If all right, just like all bias aside, if someone came up to you and said, "Hey, you have one throw to make. You have a rookie or a guy that had that sat under Tom Brady for four years and learned from him. Who would you take?" But like, I know it's Jimmy G. Like, no, you don't know. You you have no idea who it it's is. It's just rookie versus guy. Rookie versus a guy that learned from Tom Brady for four years, and he needs to make a throw. He needs to make a throw. I guess I would take Jimmy G. Yeah, and I think I think that the, I I kind of think that was the situation that the 49ers were in. Like, may I I agree. I think Trey Lance is going to be a much good, better quarterback in his career than Jimmy G is going to be. But I just, I just think they were handcuffed. I think they had to go with the guy with the quotes experience over Trey Lance, and that's that's my argument. And you well, can you can that... agree or disagree with it, but I, I I think that it's a valuable or not valuable a valid argument to make. I just think that like in the last two minutes of that game where they had one timeout, I knew for a fact that Jimmy G was not going to get it done. And he yeah. didn't, and he threw threw an interception to lose the game. I mean, like like Andrew said, he's not a top ten quarterback, but he's I don't to win playoff games. He's probably he's probably the twenty first best the quarterback in the league. Twenty first, put it like Jared Goff. Twenty. Over him. I think I probably would too. I I like Jared I, Goff I, I more than Jimmy G. Well, that's because he played on the Lions, and he's not Matthew. Stafford. I mean, Jared I Goff when he was on the Rams, I. He lost the Super Bowl. The year that the year the Rams made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, he was pretty good. Like I don't, th- I I think Jared Goff is top twenty. I just like he. Oh, okay, would you take 20. would you take Jimmy Garoppolo Next over year. Tua? <sighs> right now, I think so. They okay. have the same problem though. That's, would yeah. you take him over um, Sam Darnold? No, I don't think I would either. I I like Sam Darnold. Oh, okay, okay, all right. We, we can move on. At... 
Oh, wait, no, I mean, yes, I would take Jimmy You would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold's trash. (sighs) Here's my thing. (laughs) Sam Darnold, I couldn't name a receiver. I mean, DJ Moore. Okay, I lied. Robbie Robbie Anderson. Anderson. I don't think Robbie Anderson's that great. CMC's been hurt the whole time Jimmy G's, or uh, Sam Darnold's been there. I think Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was bad this year. He was not good. He started pretty good, though. Didn't didn't the the Panthers start at 5-0 or something? He started okay, and that was more yeah okay. Of the I think he. I changed my his, mind. I think his I good would game was Jimmy like two thirty and two touchdowns. Like yeah, I well so is Jimmy G's. I I know, but flip a coin, yeah. end of story. Yeah. Well, this will be this can be an off season topic for sure. Um, okay, so quick Super Bowl because we've we've already gone an hour just on oh, recapping no. the um. The conference championship games. It's been um, good discussions, though. I've enjoyed it. It has. No, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, Trent, you kind of hit on this where you're so excited for the Super Bowl because you don't care who wins. Like you, you would be fine with either team winning. And I think, I think it kind of starts with the quarterbacks. I mean, both quarterbacks in this matchup are just incredibly likable. Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow. It's just they're they're likable for different ways, and I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. That you could see, you know, the Rams winning and you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I'm really happy that Stafford got one. And you could see Joe Burrow winning and you're like, okay, this is this is awesome. He's in his second year. This dude he, has earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of starts with that. I mean, I think I think it's cool that um, it's going to be the second consecutive home Super Bowl that we're getting. It had never happened before. It happened last year with Tampa. It's happening again with L.A. Um also, Rosie being a Lions fan, this is like a, a little win for for the whole city of Detroit. You know, you've got Matt Stafford for the Rams. You've got Eminem performing in the halftime show. I mean, this is like, this is the closest Detroit has been to the Super Bowl in who knows how long. I haven't been. Ro- Rosie, <laughs> I, I, think you, I think you should explain to the listeners why you're a Detroit fan. Like, what, what how did you get there? Uh, I was... Born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I have family up there. And then we moved to Texas. My dad has always been a huge Cowboys fan. Huge Tony Romo fan, especially. He has, like, all of his football cards ever made. And I was like, I don't want to be like my dad. (laughs) So I was like, oh, the Lions. Yeah, I like their colors and stuff. And then that's the season they went 0-16. I'm like, all right, we're starting at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Can only go up from there. <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I fell in love with Stafford and Calvin Johnson, and they're super fun to watch. And it's they have a special like they have so many calls go against them. There's such underdogs in every single game they play. It's they're very fun to root for, and it's crushing when they lose. So. Okay, there's your Detroit Lions origin story. Um, y'all have any? <laughs> do just, not join me. <laughs> <laughs> any quick thoughts? We're we'll do lots more Super Bowl stuff on next week's pod. But just any just quick thoughts on the Super Bowl before we before we get out of here on this segment? I'm so excited for the halftime show. I've never been excited for any halftime show ever. I, I am too. I think it's I think it's gonna be a disaster. No, you don't like rap. Yeah, I I hate that. Really. Oh, I can't stand it. Huh. It just makes me cringe listening to it. It's just nasty. Like, it's just going to be a bleep off. 
Like, <laughs> it's going to be like every other word is going to be a bleep. Maybe if it was like some of these new rappers, but I, it's I don't Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Yeah, but they don't curse just to curse, you know. Yeah, but they talk about other stuff. Like, <laughs> well, I'm excited too, Rosie. I Good. big Eminem fan. It's yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just excited for the whole Super Bowl. This, <laughs> yeah, I, I am pretty excited. Downside, like like I said, I I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I, I'm not cheering for anybody to lose. Like I, I'm, I, I think this is going to be the first Super Bowl in a long time where I just sat down and thought, yeah, I'm going to enjoy watching this football game. Hopefully, mm-hmm. so I hope it's like 65 to 62. I hope there's a lot of offense, a lot of drama, and I hope Matthew Stafford comes out with a win. But I mean, I hope so too. But if Burrow I'm, I'm did, compl- you wouldn't be upset. Yeah. No, exactly, and that's that's what I love about this Super Bowl. Is that I would argue that. Over 50% of America is feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah, I think so too. Like, yeah. they don't care who wins this. Like, I would have rather had the Bills, but. I would do, I think. But, you know, Joe I'm, Burrow's. I'm it's, Joe Burrow's better than Jackson Mahomes. So. <laughs> yeah. you know, one more quick thing. I, I really like how Patrick Mahomes handled the loss. I, he's I such feel a like, good dude. He's yeah, a great he seems guy. Like a really good guy. Oh man, I would love to go fishing with him. He wasn't like fake smiling, but he was like, you know, kind of smiling and like walked up to Joe Burrow and like gave him a hug and you know, he, yeah. he's just not a sore loser. Gosh, or the AFC he knows, is set for the next exactly. Decade. He knows uh-huh. he knows he's going to be back in the same exact position yes. next year. So he's just like finally a, a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, goodness. Um, I think that's going to do it for, for the NFL discussion. Um, we'll save the, we'll, we'll wait to talk about Jim Harbaugh going to Minnesota until it actually happens. When it actually happens. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I, I'm still a little, let's save it for later. Yeah. I haven't done enough research to know about it yet, but I think it's a good thing. He wins a yeah. lot. Yeah. Except I, so he, he never wins at Ohio state, but. Except one. Time. Well, he he won't have to play them in in the NFL, so yeah, won't have to worry about that. Um, all right. Yeah, well, we that's going to do it next week, Rosie. So be ready. Okay. <laughs> um, well, that's going to do it for the NFL discussion. Uh, when we come back, Trent and I are going to stay on and get you ready for the final stretch of college basketball as we get ready to head right into March Madness. So we're going to get into all of that right after this. All right, we are back to wrap up the podcast. Uh, myself and Trent are going to get into uh, college basketball. It's that time when uh, the the schedules heat up for all the top teams, and you get in. You know, you're only a few weeks away from the conference tournaments, and then you know, before you know it, we're at March Madness. So, uh, Trent, you are probably you're probably one of the biggest college basketball fans that I know, um, and I know that you and I talk about it a lot once it gets you know around March. So. This was a perfect time to just kind of um, talk about where we've gone, you know, where we are so far in the season, some teams that have surprised us, teams that have kind of been a letdown, um, teams to be looking out for in in this home stretch. Um, So let's start off with that category. So basically teams to watch from now all the way up until March. Um, You want to start with the Big Ten? What are kind of your thoughts on the Big Ten so far? Yeah, so I'll start with this. So I got – I always have loved and 
I don't know anyone that doesn't love March Madness. Um, great time of year, arguably one of the best times of year in sports because you got you got uh, March Madness, Premier League championships wrapping up, um, all the Triple Crown horse racing, whatever. If you're into that, um, big golf tournaments. But um, basically, <laughs> how how I got into basketball so early is I'm a I'm a huge NHL fan. And I, I think anyone that knows me knows that. But what happened in December was the NHL shut down because of COVID. So mm-hmm. we couldn't, I, I, I couldn't watch much NHL. Um, so I had, I, I, I don't know. I, so I'm more interested in the NBA now than I was four or five years ago because of Luka Doncic and the fact that he's in, he's, I'm, I, I live in Dallas. So I, I love Dallas sports, except the Cowboys. Um, okay. So Luka Doncic has made watching NBA a little more bearable. But to me, it's just, I don't know. I don't like the NBA. But college basketball, over Christmas, I had nothing else to watch but college basketball. So I watched a ton of it. And it <laughs> I just it just reminded me of how entertaining that – because in college, they all play defense. And you can't yeah. say this. Maybe you can say the same. Like, you know more than I do. Like in the NBA, like maybe in playoffs they play defense, mm-hmm. but there's not much defense going on right now on January 31st. Like, I mean, Dallas Mavericks have played fairly good defense, I guess. Yeah, they've been they've been best even they've been the best defensive team in the NBA since the turn of the calendar. But you're right. I mean, in terms of you know, from start to finish, def- true defensive intensity. You don't really see that consistently in the NBA until you get to the postseason. Yeah, like but, like like our, our our good friend Corey said today that there's not much like in the NBA playoffs. You don't get very many upsets, and I mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm drawn to the NBA because you can have a team like Abilene Christian or take down Wy- Texas, yeah, take down Texas. Or Michigan State, I forget who they lost. Florida Gulf Coast, uh-huh. like a few a few years ago, and even yeah, U- University U- of Maryland, Baltimore County taking on one seed Virginia. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that 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 kind of thing to me just gets me so just mm, like amped up, ready, ready, <laughs> ready to go. And so like it it, it busts my bracket, but that's okay. But um, <laughs> grinds your gears. Yeah, I'm just I'm just in it for for the entertainment. Um, but (laughs) sorry, I had trash on my floor. It was driving me nuts. Um, (laughs) so you asked me about the big 10, correct? Yes. Am I right there? Okay. Yes. So I historically have been a huge big 10 fan. Um, I always have, I always have three or four teams in the final four from the big 10, um, which I don't think that's ever happened so i'm always wrong <laughs> but here's here's the thing from from what i've watched i've watched a lot in the last two months and the thing about the big 10 is you don't know like you have no idea who the best team in the big 10 is like yeah you could say it's wisconsin right now because they're at 16 and 3 or something um but the thing about the big 10 is there'll be a team that'll win like six games in a row and then they'll lose to like freaking Illinois or something. And then Illinois will go on that rant and you're like, Oh, Illinois is the best team. And then they'll lose to 
Michigan, and Michigan's the best team in the in the conference. But like every time you think you have the Big Ten figured out, there's another team in the top six that'll just be like, "No, you don't have this figured out. We're better than them." So like the Big Ten, all the good teams of the Big Ten are, are just beating up on each other. So I don't I don't really think we'll know. I mean, it, it's a pretty good. Pretty good bet to bet the under in any Big Ten game because yeah. defense the, the defense this year has been phenomenal. Um, but like even like my my uh, my my go to in once it comes to March for in the tournament is always Michigan State. Yeah, you you always have them going far. I have a I have a good relationship with Michigan State. But I don't know if they've. I think it's been a one-way relationship these past couple of years because they haven't. Ever since that Florida Gulf Coast loss, they haven't really done much for me. Um. Yeah, they but, really haven't had a deep run since like that. Or was it that Denzel Valentine? Uh, yeah, team? yeah. It, it used to be. Something? It used to be. Every single graduating class would make the final four. But nowadays, yeah. it seems I don't know with the the Big Twelve playing as well as they are. I don't I don't think that a Big Ten in the Final Four is a lock anymore. Um, hmm. But yeah, Michigan State's always been my darling, and they've looked really good at times this year. And then all of a sudden, they just trip over like Penn State or something. Or like that's the thing about the Big Ten is you never know who's going to win the well. You know who's going to win the game, but it's always going to be closer than you think it is. Like, I've watched a few Penn State games this year, and they're, I don't know, seventh or eighth in the Big Ten, but they always play super close, and it drives me nuts because I'll I'll put, like, Ohio State plus four and a half on the spread, and they they just – they don't. They don't cover at all. (laughs) Penn Penn State's like, yeah, we're (laughs) – yeah. Like – like Penn State, they're hold on, let me look. I think they're like ten and seven or something. Uh, um, let me see. Hold on, I've got it. I've got all that stuff pulled up. Um, Penn State is um, eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay, yeah. They're they're eight and nine, but I swear every time I watch them, it's a game. Like their defense is so solid and. They're all they're in every game. They play down to their opponents and they play up to their opponents. Um, they uh, they lost to Ohio State by by five. Um, they lost to Purdue by seven, and Purdue is considered to be probably one of the top teams in the nation. Probably yeah. going to be a maybe going to be a one seed, but we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, yeah. That's that's an, it's like you can you can sit here all day and talk about who's going to be a one seed, but you'll never know until the conference tournaments. That's mm-hmm. why that's another reason why I love college basketball is like in February when there's those not, conference tournaments are yeah like post Super Bowl, <laughs> post Super Bowl the NHL's not quite into the playoff chase, NBA's not quite there yet either, but like conference it's tournaments college basketball, college basketball time to shine. yeah exactly yeah it's 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 great but yeah so the big 10 big question mark this year um because every team seems to be beating each other 
Uh, Illinois looks good. Indiana looks good for a few weeks at a time. Um, Michigan hasn't looked great, but people still think they're going to be good. Michigan State's good. Um, Ohio State's decent. Uh, like Michigan, like the Big Ten has six teams with five or fewer losses. That just means wow. that they beat they beat everyone else, but they also beat each other. So yeah. it's a good thing this isn't like college football where only the top four teams make the tournament because and that's what makes college basketball just beautiful. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, March Madness. Um, well, so it's interesting. All the things you were you've been saying about the Big Ten, I kept like it's the same way that I feel about the Big Twelve and that. You have a bunch of teams who are kind of beating up on each other. Yeah. You know, a lot of these games are going to be really close. And uh, when I was looking at all of this and preparing for the podcast, I was looking at specifically Big 12. Like, you look at their schedules the rest of the way. So basically the month of February. And it's what that it's what it all comes down to. I mean, Baylor still has um, at Kansas, uh, home versus Texas, at Texas Tech, home versus Kansas and then at Texas and then uh, home versus Iowa state on their schedule. Um, let's see. Uh, that was Baylor. Uh, Kansas still has Iowa state, Baylor, Texas, Baylor again, and Texas again. And yep. then Kansas has Texas, Baylor, Baylor, Texas. I just like, they all have like the top teams. Um, I didn't even, and I didn't even include Texas tech in here. I don't know why I didn't do that, but all the top teams in the big 12 still have one or two games against each other. And I feel like it's going to, I feel like the, the winner of the big 12 could be unless, unless someone just moves way ahead of the pack and they just dominate this month and clearly come out top, you know, top team in the big 12. I feel like I could see like Baylor, Candace and Texas tech beating up on each other in this month. And then you have like a, the the winner of the big 12 not getting a top seed because they have you know a few too many losses um versus like a kentucky for example but well yeah yeah and that's the thing about the big 12 is their same position as the the big 10 is i i think the big 12 i don't know if this is a hot take or not but they're a basketball conference yeah they used they they used to be a football but every like even like tcu this past weekend just kind of took it to LSU. I mean, LSU made it close in the end, but uh, this weekend was the SEC Big 12 showdown. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. I think sa- Baylor Saturday, had that loss to Alabama. Yeah, we, we get into that in a little bit. But uh, I, I think that... We don't have like, to. Well, yeah, we don't have to. I'll, I'll just... <laughs> I'll get it out of the way. What the heck is Alabama? Like, nobody knows. Like, no, nobody knows. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll go off and lose to some terrible team and then they'll beat Baylor. Um, so they're, I'll tell they're, you what, they're not the team that I want to like pick against come March Madness. And they're not the team I want to pick for either. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that's the thing is like, who knows what Alabama is at basketball? Nobody. Um, yeah. But, but I think we'll, we'll know by the end of February because they got, I think that they play Auburn on Tuesday or something or Monday or tonight. No, Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. Who knows? Sometime this week they play Auburn. <laughs> Who is the number one team in the country? So how are they going to react to like after an emotional win at home against Baylor? And the thing about that win is I I watched that whole game. I don't think Baylor played that bad. I I I kind of think Bam. I think like a lot of times you'll see a good team will lose to a team, 
and you'll say they lost because of this, like because they had too many turnovers. But uh-huh. I think Bama, I think Bama beat Baylor because yeah. they were the they were the better team that day. By the way, Bama plays Auburn on Tuesday, February first, eight p.m. on ESPN. So yeah, tomorrow night. As we're yeah. we're recording this Monday, I don't know when you're gonna re- when you're gonna release this or not. But um, yeah, I'll release it tonight. Yeah, but yeah, most the, people will listen to it tomorrow. Okay, yeah, like the Big Twelve basketball, super fun to watch because uh, any like you got Baylor's good. Maybe we haven't quite figured that out. Like they had COVID issues at the beginning of the year. COVID and injuries, I just and injuries. They've just yeah. kind of like been kind of skipping along here here and there um they had a few bad losses in a week i was at one of them yeah um i still think baylor little side note i still think when they're at full strength they are still one of the top four teams in the country and they still have final four potential Um, well that's uh, that's the thing it's i think there's probably four or five big 10 big 12 teams that have final four potential i think you can make the argument for baylor kansas even though they got embarrassed yesterday or Saturday against they got, uh, Kentucky. They, yeah, they got drilled by Kentucky. Yeah, I I think Texas has played well the past couple of weeks. Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech has been on my surprise of the year to be to be completely honest with doing you. this I, after Chris Beard left. Like no yeah, one saw I, this coming. Yeah, I did. I at the beginning of the year, I admit I told Colt I said Texas Tech has been bad or. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I basically said Texas Tech wasn't a threat. But yeah. they went to Waco and beat Baylor. And ever since then, they've been playing pretty good basketball, except they yeah. got drilled by Texas last week. But um, they've been playing – like they're the surprise of the Big 12 to me. Um, I know it shouldn't be a surprise because they were in the Final Four a few years ago. Or weren't, they didn't even make the championship, did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they lost yeah. to Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's right. No, it is. In the final four or the championship? In the championship. I don't think. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I am. I, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure that it was Texas Tech versus Michigan in the championship and Michigan won. What was that, 20... 20- 19 maybe uh 2019 virginia okay they lost no they lost they lost to virginia in the championship texas tech did yep so they beat michigan in the final four maybe uh, maybe i know that they played michigan i'm almost sure but we can move on this is yeah this is Good, good basically podcast. Virginia beat tech a couple years ago um so yeah I I like if you're talking dark horse, dark horse teams I would lean heavily towards Texas Tech because they they could do some damage if they get on a run here in the uh, the big 12 championship so I'm yeah. I'm super I'm super excited for the next couple of weeks I'm gonna be glued to my TV. All right, so move on to the um, move on to the Pac-12. What has been kind of some some surprising teams out of that conference? So the the surprising team, 
So most of the year, there haven't been very many surprises. I mean, we knew UCLA was going to be good. They had a lot of returning players from last year's Final Four team. Um, so they, they've been in the top five pretty much all year, mm-hmm. if, if I can remember correctly. Uh, USC yeah. was, at the beginning of the year, sought to be a pretty good team, had, some, had a few bad losses. Uh, midseason, but now kind of sort of seem like they're playing good basketball again. And the team that's really been, I don't know if you can call it surprise because they're always like, they're always there is the Arizona Wildcats. Um, man, they've been playing some really good basketball. And, uh, this, this upcoming week, they get, uh, I believe they get UCLA on Tuesday. And then they also, I think yeah. they play. I think no, they, they play, play. They play UCLA on um, Thursday. On Thursday, and I think Saturday they play USC or something. Mm-hmm. Who's yep. another? Who's another team in the Pac-12 that I? They had a, a couple bad losses, but they're really good. Yeah, like, I, well, I think. Two, the Pac- I mean, two of their three losses came against Stanford. So Stanford obviously has their number, but um, yeah, USC. I mean, I they've only lost three make, games. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that that's a bad loss, though, to Stanford. No, it is, but that's just that's how that's college basketball. I mean, yeah, you, you mean a rival? To... You no. And Oregon came out of nowhere. I mean, they they were thought like at the beginning, like they won. I think they won the Pac-12 last year. Could be wrong, but I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, Oregon. Uh, or maybe I they think... lost to you. Here, I got it right here. No, you know what happened? They lost to Oregon State in the semis. Ah, that's what it was. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, But they were the one seed last year in the Pac-12. So they won the regular season. And this year, everyone kind of expected them to be right there again. And then they had, I think they had COVID issues, which that sounds like a cop out because everyone's had COVID issues this year. But um, some but, some more than others. But yeah, exactly. But they made a trip to South California in the middle of January. And they beat number three, UCLA. And I want to say they were the ones that beat an undefeated USC team. Oregon did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. If the Stanford loss or the Oregon loss came first. Stanford but, came first, but they okay. were. It was within like they lost Stanford and then they lost to Oregon within a span of three games. So they were okay. really close. So yeah, Oregon played pretty. I mean, they played some good teams. They played Baylor. I think they lost. Um, but they've been playing really good basketball as of late. So I, I kind of sort of expect them to make, make some noise. Man, this and is the, fun. And, there's like, in a yeah. lot, in like every big conference, there's multiple teams that all are in the mix. It, yeah. Like that, that's the thing is outside of, I mean, you could say Auburn's the best team in the league or best team in the league. It's college in the country and yeah, best team in the country, but. Kentucky just absolutely embarrassed Kansas at home yeah. when, and Kansas was at home and um well and have you looked Allen at Allen Fieldhouse or something? Yeah, it was in Kansas. Have yeah. you looked at Kentucky's schedule the rest of the way? Is it super easy? 
I imagine. Yeah, is. other than they've played everyone. I think they might have to play Auburn once, but they have to play. That, so they do have to play Alabama twice, um, and then they play Tennessee, and then they play LSU, and that's it. I mean, other than that, it's what? Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Florida twice, Arkansas, Ole Miss. At that, yeah. So Kentucky right now they're seventeen and four and. They could easily end up with five losses or less when we're looking back on this. Yeah, I, they're getting hot at the right time. Well, uh, um, Kansas coach still Bill Self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 said after their loss on was it Saturday or Sunday? I don't remember. But he he came out and said that's a team that could win it all this year. After they lost to Kentucky. As he said yeah. that was a very good basketball team. Um, and so, I mean, he's seen a lot of basketball teams in his time at Kansas. So, I look out for Kentucky to make a push here. Um, well, I think also, I don't know. I feel like in college basketball, the the coaches do matter. And so, the handful of programs that have these these coaches who have been there and they've, you know, they've either been at the program for a long time or they've won championships or they've been to the final four multiple times. I do think that kind of thing matters come March. Yep. And a team like Kentucky with Coach Cal, who has obviously had a ton of success, then it, it wouldn't surprise anyone, even if they're not, you know, a team that everyone was looking out for to start the year. If they get hot and he gets his pieces clicking, I don't think it would shock anyone if um, they were making noise come, you know, March and April. Yeah, um, and and that's another reason. That's a reason why I'm high on a team like Marquette. Uh, just hired Chaka Smart, and we and we all know yeah. what he we all know what he did at VCU. Now he didn't have the greatest experience at Texas, but um, Marquette is they they had pretty strong out of conference games this, at the beginning of the year this year, and they started off pretty slow, but since then they've uh they've come to be pretty good um but i don't know the the big east is another one of those conferences where it's just like a coin flip right now between uh providence marquette and even villanova but i i don't know man yeah. This is going to be going to be an extremely exciting March because I think there's more great like so last year we kind of knew going in the two best teams in the country were Gonzaga and Baylor and then there was a pretty significant drop off after that but this mm-hmm. but but this year it feels more like any one of the top ten teams in the country could win. Oh, I completely agree. It yeah. seems like there is so much parity this year. Yeah, yeah. Which makes for a, a fantastic March Madness. Yeah, nobody's going to have a perfect bracket. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, I can too. I can too. Um, so real quick to wrap up, um, we've already hit on a couple of them already, but much wa- must watch games this week in college basketball. Um, just... You want to run through? I know you came up with with a list of a few that you're really looking out for this week. You want to run through them for our listeners? Sure. So the obvious one, um, as far as standings go, is UCLA plays Arizona. That's 
the number three seed versus or number three versus number seven on Thursday at seven o'clock on ESPN. Yeah. That one I think has lots and lots of implications on who's going to win the Pac-12. Uh, it's going to be a great game. I expect it to probably be a fairly high offensive game. Um, both teams score a lot of points. Uh, and then another another game I got, which this one's I, – I kind of feel embarrassed just to say that this is one of the games I got, but it's an obvious game, is uh, Duke plays North Carolina Saturday at 5. Yeah. It'll be it'll be uh Coach K's last trip to Chapel Hill. It's oh, not man. it's not not gonna be uh one versus two seed like we've seen in the past between the two teams because I, I think the ACC has kind of had a fairly weak season. Um I don't really know if there's any I mean I I guess I don't know. I, I, I have not been impressed with ACC basketball this year. And um I don't know if Duke is ranked as high as I can just for TV viewers or whatever, but um, I'm not high on the ACC. Uh, Baylor also goes uh, to Kansas on Saturday. Uh, they'll play at three. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, it will. Um, especially Baylor's been kind of struggling the past couple of weeks. So um, yeah, they have. And you can blame COVID. You can blame what you want, but. I mean, at some point you winning, can't keep using ex- excuses. Exactly, exactly. And also, uh, let's see, what do I uh, in the in the the Big Ten uh, Big Ten game of the week? Wisconsin plays Illinois on Wednesday at eight. Um, what this has as far as implications go, as far as the standings, like I said, you don't know. i mean maybe this is a big game we don't really know because the the big 10 just yeah the big 10 just seems to beat up on each other and i don't think we'll know anything about the big 10 until the tournament um yeah uh big east has a good game villanova plays marquette i really think marquette's on the rise uh providence is is leading the big east right now but they've played every single team, the good and the bad teams, like within five points, like super close games. And so I think they're, I think they're 18 and two or something like that. I kind of think that's kind of just, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not bought in on the Providence yet, but they'll have to compete in the Big East tournament and, show up then for me to be yeah. a believer in them but some i i read today when i was doing some research some people have them as a one seed in the ncaa tournament and providence. i providence providence and i oh. think that's i i think they're 14 seed right now ap but i don't know i mean i don't think big, i could get there so the big east is a really good basketball really good basketball conference and if you win the big east you deserve consideration for it I don't know yeah. if I would. I don't know if I would get to number one seed. But, yeah, but yeah, Providence. Is I think you would need. I think you would need a few dominoes to fall a certain way for that dom- to happen. Dominoes to fall, and I think you need a little bit more dominating defeat uh, victories. Uh-huh. And they don't have very many of those. I mean, they beat the good team. Like they beat Villanova. They beat Marquette. They beat Wisconsin. But I I don't know, man. I just yeah. if a team wins every game by five points, I don't think I can put them at a, at a one seed. Um, and I think but, that's completely fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, yeah, 
Uh, well, and then it'll be interesting to see what Bama does to Auburn. They play tomorrow night, Tuesday at eight o'clock. Yeah. I think, I think besides the UCLA Arizona game later in this week, I think that's the game I'm more looking forward to because Bama is a really good team when they want to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, like they can be good, but also they can go out and lose to Georgia. who's was a terrible basketball team. So, uh, just flip it, it's shaping up for a great end to the college basketball season. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic for sure. I I can't wait, and this certainly will not be the the only time we talk college basketball on the podcast, especially once we wrap up uh, NFL and we start looking towards March Madness. Uh, there is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of college basketball coverage on this on this feed. So, um, I Trent, that's all I had for college basketball. Anything else you have, or are you good? Uh, I I think I'm pretty good right now. I'm I'm really excited for the next couple of weeks in college basketball. Just to, like I said on Saturday, I sat down and watched about five games from tip to finish, and it was. <laughs> so oh, that sounds like a great Saturday. It was a great Saturday. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's going to do it for this segment, um, and that's going to do it for the podcast. So let me give you the dad joke this week. Um, you know, Trent, I. I didn't want to believe that my dad was stealing from his job as a traffic cop, but whenever I got home, all the signs were there. <laughs> that was bad. That one so was that's... probably. The... I think that was the worst one you've ever had. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, know. so that's going to do it. Uh, that's the dad joke. That's going to do it for the podcast. Um, thank you to those who tuned in on Twitch. Um, thank you to those listening to the podcast after the fact. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. We will be back later this week. It's going to be myself, Alex, and Austin. And we have got a second podcast in, th- in store for you this week. So look out for that. Um, and yeah, so we will see you next time. Bye.